The truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Welcome back to Civil Diligence, politics made simple for the everyday millennial and why you should give a damn. How is everybody doing? I hope everybody's well in 2019. Are you sticking to your New Year's resolutions? Are you being great? Are you working out? Are you eating healthy? Are you trying to grow your edges? Are you trying to say less curse words? I know I'm trying to. I don't know if it's going to work, but I am trying to pay attention to my rhetoric. We're going to see how this goes throughout 2019 because that can be hard for me. Not necessarily focusing on my rhetoric, but minimizing the amount of curse words I use in my rhetoric on a day-to-day. That could be a lot. So we'll see. It's not necessarily a resolution for me because I don't do resolutions. I just do more things to focus on myself and to make myself better. And I do that on a day-to-day, yearly, monthly, daily, what have you. That's what I do. But for all those people who believe in New Year's resolutions, I wish you well. For the people who do the New Year's resolution of eating healthy and dieting and saying that they're going to work out, I kind of sort of need you to stop. It's one thing if you're doing all of this to, I'm really in the mindset to work out and do great and make gains and be a slim thick with my cute ass person. I really, if that's you, fine, great, and you're mentally there. But for the people who think that this is a good idea and don't follow through with the good idea, I need you to stop because I want the parking lot to be non-existently packed. Because I don't want to walk a mile to get to the gym. Because if I wanted to walk a mile to get to the gym, I would have walked instead of wanting to drive. And the fact of the matter, it's cold outside. Illinois just endured a damn blizzard. And I'm not walking a mile for this nonsense. So I would greatly appreciate all the people who made the resolution because it sounded nice. Stop it. Go back to the couch, do what you need to do, but stay your ass out of the gym parking lots. Thanks, management. (laughs) But other than that, I hope that everybody is doing great and you all are enjoying the first few weeks of 2019. As you all know, I like to start my show off with disclaimers that much hasn't changed and it probably will never change. So disclaimer number one, I curse. Yep. Two, I will mess up the English language. Three, we may not see eye to eye on everything or anything at all, but we can still have the conversation, keep it moving, and we can still be friends. Yay! Four, I'm in the kingdom. That is my qualifications on speaking on this subject matter. Five, things may change by the time you listen, so keep that in mind. Moving on to 
the show. What I'm here for this week is a nice, cute little segment I like to do that is a nice, lighthearted segment of what you really enjoyed about this past week, whether or not it is pop culture, political culture, personal livelihood, sports, all of that. If you're here for it or you like it and it brings you the most utter joy, speak on it. And that's the segment before we get into the minutiae that is our politics of today. So what I'm here for this week is a few things. One, I'm ecstatic for the freshman class of House of Representatives coming and being inaugurated this week. I enjoy it on the state and I enjoy it on the local levels. I enjoy it on, well, not the House of Representatives on the state or local levels, but I enjoy just the freshman class being inaugurated, taking names and just being all fresh. You can definitely tell in the pictures that they're so excited to be in that position. I see on my little Facebook and my thread and, um, and the news that people are just so excited and like, woohoo! And then as years or time goes by, why they are a politician, that face or the just dimmers. <laughs> you can just tell that some of them are just over the nonsense. But I am so happy for them, especially the women and the younger people that have gotten elected into these positions. I am so, I'm here for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because already, even before she got actually in the position, she's already been like the headline for a couple of news articles about people saying that she's a little girl and she's basically telling you, you can go and kick rocks and this is not what we're about to do. And I'm here, I'm here to stay and fuck off. Because one people, one person who called her a little girl, she didn't curse them out, but she did it in such an intellectual way that had nothing to do with a curse word and basically diminished his misogyny with his tax plan, which I thought was nicely done. I aspire to be that one day in life. And I think at 28 years old, Hey, that's pretty classy of you, young lady. Other people can argue that, that she is not classy, especially the people of the older generation. But for a millennial such as myself, I appreciate her. There's that. So I just love the freshman class of women that has came in and trying to make that seat their own. So I'm here for you, ladies. Give them hell. I am also here for the Amazon divorce between Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos. I probably butchered their last name. I'm sorry. And before I get into this, I truly, truly, truly do not promote divorce. I wish all marriages well. I hope they're great. I hope like they last. I really am not. But what I am here for is the fact that this woman is about to be one of the richest women in the damn world. Or maybe the richest woman after this divorce. For all those people who think that, oh God, she's a gold digger or she's a person that only wants him for the money, I say to this, why doesn't she deserve her share of that money? Yes, he might have thought up the idea, but let's make no mistake about who was there with him starting it up. She helped create Amazon from the ground. 
And the fact that she helped that and now people are saying that she doesn't deserve a dime. You got me absolutely, completely messed up. This woman created contracts for this man, helped with the accounts on this man. She also worked for this man to help build up Amazon when they were working in the garage, in a garage to get this company built. So to say that she doesn't earn half billion or half of his billions you got me fucked up because how the hell are you gonna sit here and say that i loved you i supported you i worked for you i dealt with your damn attitudes for 25 years maybe it could be less of that because they were separated for some time but i dealt with you and i put up with your shit and i don't deserve half of your empire Fuck that, because half of that empire is my empire. I didn't understand it when I was younger, and especially the time when Empire, the show, came out. Like, why Cookie was so hell-bent over shape about, like, okay, Lucius moved on or whatever. But she helped build his empire. Half of that shit is mine. And I just think that you give credit when credit is due. That is my whole thing. And before you all say that I'm a feminist and if this was the roles reversed, I wouldn't be saying the same shit. I believe a spouse, whether you are a man or a woman, should be able to partake in the fruits of your labor because Cardi B and Offset are dealing with the same bullcrap. I believe Cardi B owes Offset like a million dollars in spousal support if they divorce. And she probably is like, hell no. So I think they're prolonging that divorce as long as possible because she doesn't want to pay this man a damn dime, pretty much. But at the end of the day, this man is also her business partner because he has invested in her businesses. So he is entitled to that. But my whole thing about it is smartly done, vest in your spouse's business, especially when you know that they're going to be a hot commodity. You can say that scolding, you can say that's not, but my whole thing is this, I cannot, how can I say that I love you if I don't support you? I've always said that, and it's like, one of the thing is you are your brand, so why would I not support you? Invest in stock, invest in them, because at the end of the day, it's going to come back on you. You're the spouse. What's mine is yours and yours is mine, honey. So I am actually very intrigued about that. Although they're probably going to keep this hush-hush and quick as possible. Give her her cut. He will go have his cut. They'll live their separate lives. But for all the people that say she doesn't deserve jack crap, you got me twisted. So I am here for it. So get your money, honey. Get your money. The last thing that I'm here for this week, I'm actually here for a lot of things, but I'm just going to take it to three. The last thing that I am here for is the fact that sexual abuse and sexual predators are being talked about in the black community. Why this is even brought up is because a few, well, I guess last week or the week before, Surviving R. Kelly came out. And I didn't watch it mainly because I couldn't go through with it. I just think that it's way too much. But I'm peeping on my Instagram and I'm peeping on my Facebook. And I'm seeing the conversation erode. And we don't talk about that enough in the black community. And I, for one, appreciate the dialogue. Now, some of the dialogue, I'm just like, Ugh. 
it's irritating because at the end of the day, you can call R. Kelly what it is. He is a sexual predator. The fact that you are going after or trying to engage in sexual relations with minors when you don't have to. It's not like you can't get anything else. But the fact that you are actively pursuing this and it's been going on for 20 years and people in your camp knows about this and knew about it and allowed it to happen. It's just astonishing to me. And it's not astonishing to the fact that it happened because sexual abuse, rape, molestation has been going on for years in people's families. People knew about it, but they don't speak upon it. And I think that it needs to be exposed because we're, we're perpetrating a cycle and we don't talk about it. So we don't talk about the mental illness in the community because, hey, or we don't talk about why mental illness is being eroded. Well, when your cousin or your sister or your brother is getting molested, that triggers something for your mind. Now, I appreciate the documentary coming out and it's starting the conversation. One thing I want some more to see is the healing process because we can identify the problem, but what are we going to do to fix the problem? And I think that is a thing that we don't do as a society as a whole, but especially in the black community. We sweep it under the rug and we keep it moving. And I think that that's something that needs to change. But I'm glad the dialogue has started. And I'm going to end it there. I am, well, not end it there, but I'm going to just, and that's what I'm here for this week. So if you are here for something that makes, brings you joy or, you know, makes you smile or you want to talk about, Email subdiligence at gmail.com. Moving on to the nonsense that is our government. We are now on day 23. Assholes. Today on this recording on Sunday, January 13th, 2019. We are on day 23. At this point, we know the government is shut down because of of Donald Trump's demand for this damn border wall. He's not getting his coins to pay for it. So we will shut down the government. And Congress is saying, hell no, we won't go. We are at the longest shutdown in modern day history. Whoa. Or not whoa. A government shutdown basically is when non-essential discretionary... Federal programs closed because Congress hasn't appropriated the necessary funds. So that is essentially a shutdown. So how did we get here in this state, you may ask? <laughs> Good question. We have been working on a partial, you know, budget for a while since August now that has kept the government working until September and then September happened and it went into December and all this going back and forth because of funding for the wall. Trump wants his funding for the wall. Certain people were like, eh, that might be a little bit too excessive. So Democrats have been like, okay, we won't give you the wall, but we can give you money to go towards border control. We can give you money for fencing and more security and all that jazz. Trump is like, eh, go to hell. I want my wall. Democrats are like, okay, why don't we do this, that, and the third? Like, 
more drones. That is a thing as well. Hey, we can we can do something on that. Republicans are also like, eh, $5.7 billion is kind of a lot. Trump is like, fuck off. I want my wall. And put the government in a shutdown as of December 21st, 2018. Right. You got the timeline. As of today, negotiations are at a standstill. And there aren't really any more talks of furthering negotiating this weekend and even early of the next week or this week, you can say. And after Trump had a <laughs> had a day with the Democrats or the Democratic leaders and walked out of a meeting because they couldn't come to a conclusion or a very a, a deal with a bill that funded the wall, he walked out and said, this is a waste of my damn time. <laughs> and I get it. Like I said, I mean, you want what you want and you're not getting it. And people are giving you pushback and welcome to American politics. Hello. And the fact that it's just like, this is a waste of my damn time. He didn't say damn and it wasn't, well, it's not noted that he said damn, but I could just only imagine that there was a lot of curse words involved. So that's why I'm laughing. (laughs) It's funny, but it's sad all at the same time. Just to think about that. We really just have oversized adult, like teenagers and children in our political arena. And these people are supposed to be like your grandparents. So I just find it a little bit entertaining and funny, but at the same time, it's sad because now people are starting to be affected by this shutdown. This really isn't the first time the government has shut down. There has been numerous amount of times where the government has shut down. This is just the longest it has been in shutdown. So in the short term, government shutdowns don't really do too much damage. It's like, oh, there's a shutdown for about two, three days a week, maybe two. Okay, they come to an agreement. Great. Boom. We have a budget. We can do stuff. In the long term, it can start to make things very, very complicated and things will go to shit. Obviously, we know this. We're seeing this now. Here is. That's how the shutdown has affected the U.S. in almost a, well, I won't say almost a month, but it's been some time in with these three, these last three to four weeks. I'm going to say three weeks. Sorry, math escapes me. So over 800,000 federal employees are not getting paid, but they still are required to go to work. Y'all got me completely 360 degrees fucked up. Hell no. The unions are starting to sue the federal government being forced to go to work and not getting paid. And you know what? I am totally here for it because y'all really got me fucked up. I have to go to work and I'm not getting paid. What? I'm sorry. I didn't sign on to a volunteer position with the federal government. That wasn't my ministry. That's not me. This is beyond me. Like, you know, that gif of the dude, like, that looks at you confused with the little question marks around that? That would have been me had my employee, or my, not my employee, my employer told me, 
yeah, fine. You're not getting paid, but we still need you to clock in 8.30 and leave at 5. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would have laughed in their face because I'm like, oh, this is so funny. You know April Fool's is until April 1st. And then I, I guarantee you there were some federal employees that were just like, this is so funny until this past Friday when they didn't receive a paycheck. I bet they were hot. So Trump also said that the federal employees will get paid or get back pay once the government reopens. The grand old question is when are they reopening? So let's move on to where the different departments that are affected by this shutdown. And it was kind of shocking to me because that's a lot of departments of employees and services that people may or may not receive. So Hey, let's go with Homeland Security. So again, this is your immigration, border control, passports, all of that. You have the educational department, you have Department of Justice, you have the Treasury, which is your taxes. And I swear to you, I'm really curious on a lot of people whose taxes are about to be delayed. Now they say there isn't going to be a delay, but in a minute... If the federal employees aren't working or not getting paid, I do not see too much longer of people trying to process taxes when they ain't getting a check. That's first and foremost. So I know what the government says is going to happen. I just think that there's going to be a delay in y'all federal taxes returns and I'm saying y'all like I'm not a part of the the chosen people who may get a refund so I feel for y'all man I really do you have agriculture who deals with your food stamps after January 19th people won't be getting food stamps until the government reopens so that's shit you have department of interior which is your national park maintenance there's a good possibility that the national parks may look like shit you also have Department of Transportation. So the TSA, who really ain't giving a damn about you going in with AKs, bazookas, a handgun, a knife, a damn bomb. By all means, I'm praying for y'all that have to travel because honestly, if I was a TSA, I definitely would be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All these people have weapons. I'm sorry. I don't get paid enough to care at this moment time because it's like what the hell y'all don't pay y'all don't care about my personal so why should I care about y'all this is so horrible but I guarantee there are people who probably think this <laughs> like I said be blessed I'm not checking shit you have the department of commerce and that's basically the data that checks whether or not our economy is doing well or not. So <laughs> we could be in a shitty state. We won't know about it. So there's that. And then you have housing and urban development. So all the people on section eight, your housing authorities. Yeah, that shit may be dead too. So all the workers and the services these departments provide are affected by the shutdown. For friends who are on food stamps on Section 8 who require some of these services, I am so sorry for you. For the federal employees who are not getting paid, I feel for you. Because in all totality, y'all in the same boat because your services 
this is affects your livelihood. So this government shutdown is indeed trash for your life to go upside down in a matter of weeks because we can't come to an agreement because other people on Washington who are still getting their checks, by the way, other people on Washington are holding up the process on my livelihood. So if people start going postal and start like the purge starts happening, I wouldn't be surprised because this is a hot mess express right here. It really really is because at the end of the day rent doesn't get furloughed people still need to eat our economy probably will be affected by this because government spending makes up 18 percent of the gross domestic product which is you know for economists out there basically how the markets grow so now we are heading into some really eerie times where how long can the country function at this level now, talks about Trump tapping into the emergency relief funds, you know, where tornadoes and hurricanes, like damages to fix all those things. He might go into that. Trump says that he probably, that's the last of the last of the resort. And that's cool and all, but uh, I just feel like some fuck shit is going to happen. And then Republicans are talking about passing a bill that's half-assed just to keep the government partially reopened. And I have issues, people. I have issues with a few things about this. <sighs> to be honest, I'm not upset or surprised that Trump is fighting his hardest to build this damn wall. He ran on this platform for years it's been a thing for his first term my issue is how we got here like how we got to the shutdown today everything for the past few decades that has been leading up to this moment for 2019 for the shutdown to even take place in 2018 and we put policies in place good policies or even wanted to put out a policy and then work on building that policy to be stronger and bigger and have more control over the borders. And I'm not just going to say the Mexican-American border because that is just what's been pinpointed and you can say what you want, but I think that indeed is biggest within itself because we don't have these problems in Canada. But we're focusing on the Mexican-American border, but I'm that's neither here nor there. If we put in policies to control this matter years ago I don't think that we would be here today and I don't necessarily blame this administration for trying to fix the issue because let's be honest this administration saw an issue saw that this could be a big thing that could damage the U.S. ran on that issue tried to put in policies to fix that issue the implementation sucks Oh, the implementation sucks. You you can't argue me and tell me that this this implementation isn't humanely stupid. And the fact that this is being called a humanitarian crisis is also beyond me because we're causing some of the humanitarian issues when we're throwing tear gases and locking up human beings whose due process is still intact. They're still intact, people. The thing about that is we're attacking these 
people. Before they even become illegal. So right now we're just being an asshole, a bully, before they even cross into the border. So I'm just like, that in itself is a humanitarian issue. If we would have tried to control the humanitarian issue, we wouldn't have these problems. Although the Obama administration did deport illegal immigration, we also said that it's okay for children to stay here. It's okay for the people who have been illegal immigrants for years and go to college. That's okay. They can stay. They can go to college. They can make a better life for themselves. I agree with it. I'm not going to say that I don't agree with it, but I can see how that becomes a confliction. I can see how years of the Bush administration really not putting in good policies can affect today. Now this administration is takes to another extreme and that's not right either. The implementation sucks and I don't think that people are seeing that the implementation sucks. All they're seeing is their one motive and they're going on it and I think that is an issue. And my thing is we are a walking contradiction. We will go for one thing, but we won't go for the other. Want immigration, you want people to become legal, but you won't help them become legal. You, uh, in 2013, Obama had the same shutdown that lasted a few days and he was crucified by the GOP. Trump does the same things that Obama's doing, how to rectify the shutdown. And now the GOP seems to have some amnesia on what's happening today. I.e., I believe, and like I said, he wanted to use some funds from other accounts to get the government running. McConnell was like, hell no, we would definitely fight this. Now, Graham and McConnell now are like, well, we need to do something. We need to declare a state of emergency now. The fuck? How things have changed. So I say that we are a walking contradiction for a multitude of reasons. The GOP fought Obama on pretty much almost everything that he did in 2013. That's fine. That's what you do. Like I said, if you disagree with some of those policies, you go ahead and you make your voice heard. Okay, great. Now the things are reversed. The Democrats are in power. Okay, fine. And they're not really budging on giving you the damn wall. Now it's a problem. Now the Democrats are the ones being petty because they won't give you what you want. And I just feel like that is a walking contradiction within itself. Ugh. And starting up these precedents will lead to a very treacherous road down the future. And it doesn't matter who is president for either the next Republican president or the next Democratic president. You're setting up a precedent for how future generations are supposed to act. And I think that in itself is stupid. And something needs to change. Another issue that I have is we're putting a Band-Aid on a problem. The wall is nothing but a Band-Aid to, instead of like treating the wound, we're putting a Band-Aid on it because we don't want to deal with the wound. Instead of building a wall that may or may not work, why don't we deal with why there's such an influx on immigration period? Why are there so many people trying to migrate to the U.S. to begin with? Why don't you help? What's wrong with foreign aid? What's wrong with trying to help these people or try to help these countries come to some kind of agreement so these people won't come over here? If that's the case, if you don't want them in the country or if you don't want to do that, why don't you help these people become legal? Why don't we put money into lawyers and judges to help 
push the asylum seekers and push help people's cases go faster. Why don't we teach people English if you say, oh, hey, they're supposed to speak English. Teach them English. I never understood why we are so judgmental on people who don't speak English when we can't speak English, including myself, it's worth anything. We fuck it up on a day-to-day -day basis and that is the only language that we speak. I don't understand. And for people arguments, oh, that illegal immigrants are taking our jobs. Okay, what job is an illegal immigrant getting that you possibly want? And I don't say that to be like high and uppity, but these people are getting paid half of what you would get paid. They're getting paid $5 compared to your $10 that you would get paid on a job. They're working conditions that we would not work in. They don't get opportunities that we get as American citizens. And you can say, oh, well, they don't pay taxes. Why don't you make them legal so they can pay taxes? I don't get it. I really, this money isn't taxed. Honey, if I didn't have to pay taxes, I definitely would not because taxes is, I get why we have to have it to support our country and whatever, but what I want to support, my taxes don't go to anyway. So, hey. And neither does yours. Majority of our taxes go to the Department of Defense any doggone way. So I just, I just I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I just don't understand. I don't get it. I really don't. Why don't we help people instead of trying to tear them down? I don't get it. And to go back towards people who these are the job, they're taking our jobs. Hell, at least they want to work. Some of you all are just complaining because I'm asking for another pack of barbecue sauce. Like getting barbecue sauce irritates your soul. At this point in time, fuck the damn wall. Come up with a plan to mitigate and to control the Mexican-American border if that's what we're going to focus on. Have better immigration policies set in place so we don't have to go through these issues. Deal with it now so we don't have to deal with it later. Huh, how about that? Because we're focusing on a wall that may or may not work because they're, hey, I hate to tell you, there are other ways to enter into the U.S. We have two sides of the country that you can come into. You come in California way, you can come in the New York way and other things along that coast, the West Coast and the East Coast. Or since there's not that much security, there's security, but there's not that much like security up the Canadian border, go to Canada and then come down that way. There are ways to enter in this country besides that damn wall. Hate to tell you, but that's true. So at this moment of time, can we just focus on, you know, a policy set in place for immigration? Can we move past the border wall? And can we like reopen the government? Is that too much to ask? I think it's too much to ask, but I'm going to ask anyway, because here's the thing. And personally, I don't want my damn taxes going towards the wall anyway, because one, I didn't vote for the man Two, I'm like, again, we can focus on other things besides the wall. We can, our taxes should probably go towards our infrastructure, education, you know, an effective healthcare system. 
all of the above. But who am I? Who am I? This shutdown is embarrassing. And according to 90% of other people on my Instagram, they agree that it's embarrassing. So <laughs> when do we get to a point where we get over our petty nonsense and just grow up? I'll end it here. This podcast has went on a little bit longer than I would like. And I could rant about the subject on and on, which I probably have been doing a little bit too much this past week on my Instagram. So I'll end it here. Let me know your thoughts. Email civildiligence at gmail.com. Follow Civil Diligence on Instagram and Facebook. And I really want somebody who agrees with all of this. The wall, the shutdown, and just give me the why and the how this is okay. Because I think I'm missing it. I may be able to come into the conversation a little less biased if I understood both sides completely. I really want to know how does immigration ruin our lives as a society or illegal immigration ruins our lives as a a society when this country was based off of immigration. So if I can understand that, then that probably will be cool. But for everybody else, let me know your thoughts. You can listen to my episodes on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. I am so excited to say my website is finally launched. Shout out to my best friend, Natalie Rochelle Noble, in our media agency for creating my website because if you didn't I wouldn't have a website so shout out to her thank you I am so excited you can listen to my podcast on there and you can also look at blogs I probably would do other things in the future but as of now you can listen to my podcast you can listen to my blogs the tea party it'll be a good time basically as everything is tea in the political world and my opinions on it it's basically my podcast in written form <laughs> but more of an analytical depth to it too but still well enough and short enough for the everyday millennials to actually care and start the conversation so check that out people if you haven't done so already Yay. Be great. Be in the kingdom. Until next time, folks. Peace.